mama of three and a nurse by trade. I love women's health and empowering mamas to be their best selves. Kick ass moms. Join me every Tuesday on my podcast, Otterly Mama, as I share stories, tips, and tricks that I've learned along the way and bring in experts to get us through the lows and celebrate our highs. Let me support you through this mama roller coaster ride. Subscribe now so you don't miss an episode. On today's episode, we are finishing up the Birth Collective mini-series, and I have two amazing birth professionals who are also presenting at the North ETX Birth Collective on January 30th. First up, I have Dr. Stephanie Gessner, who is a chiropractor and who comes to your home with Home Body Chiropractic. And after that, I have Naomi Katron, who also comes to your home as a registered nurse and certified lactation consultant. Naomi is also the owner and founder of Milk Diva. If you are local to the Austin area, you can receive their services in your very own home. And if not, reach out to local chiropractors and lactation consultants so you can get the same services. So now I have Stephanie, who's the owner of Homebody Chiropractic in Round Rock, Texas. Welcome to Otterly Mama, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and talk a little bit about what I do. Cool. We're excited to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yes, absolutely. So I'm a chiropractor, obviously, homebody chiropractic, and I specialize in women, prenatal, postpartum, pregnant people, and pediatric care. And I do see whole families. I get that question a lot, like, do you see men? It's not my preference. (laughs) But yes, I do take care of men as well. Um, We won't tell them that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I tend to be a little bit honest about it because yeah. especially now with homebody chiropractic. So I opened a homebody in 2019, like halfway through. It technically opened in May of 2019, but cool. um, I didn't put a whole lot of effort into it until about September. I just average it out and say like July. Yeah. But I started it as a way to reach moms, reach families because I do in-home care. I made it an in-home care practice where I come to you. I'm starting my seventh year of practice and I've always worked in practices where we specialize in pregnancy and kiddos. And a lot of what I heard from moms is like, it's so stressful getting here. Sometimes I have to pack the kids up, get them in the car, drive through traffic to get here. And then we all get adjusted, which usually doesn't take a whole lot of time. Mm -hmm. And then they have to pack the kids up and do the same thing on the way home. And when we moved back to Texas, I was like, I'm going to start this mobile thing and really try to make it the most stress-free, enjoyable experience that it can be because that's what moms deserve. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I really love the name too, Homebody. It speaks for itself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, when I'm not out seeing patients, I myself am a homebody. I love staying home. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. So yeah. a lot of different meanings to that name. <laughs> yeah. 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 Double, double meaning for sure. Yeah. So I think you kind of answered why you are focusing on mamas. Do you have anything else to add as far as why particularly you wanted to focus on moms? I'm the youngest and 
I have one brother and three sisters. So growing up with a lot of girls and then, you know, as we all got older and married, we're all super close. So I was, you know, I got to be really like involved essentially with their pregnancies. We all all talk, you know, and I was going through chiropractic school and I think three of my sisters and sister-in-law, they all were like pregnant at one point and just seeing when they're supported versus when they're not and like seeing what pregnancy is really all about. And it's so fear-based honestly in our country today. And then, you know, learning what I'm learning in chiropractic school and being able to share that with my sisters and seeing the difference in their pregnancies, you know, from their first child to like their third child, you know, it was really cool. And yeah, just growing up with women and seeing how different things can be when we support each other. And then it's more, and maybe this is selfish, but I feel like I'm making a bigger impact taking care of pregnant people, postpartum people, kiddos, because it's not just, oh, yay, I'm glad your low back pain's gone. It's like, if you have a better pregnancy, you're setting yourself up for a better birth, Mm -hmm. then you're setting yourself up for a better early motherhood. And then, you know, you can be a better mom, better parent. And then, you know, a lot of the moms that, you know, I, I talk a lot about taking and adjusting little ones as well and just setting them up and they don't have colic or constipation and they're sleeping better, they're latching better. And so the impact that makes on our lives overall is so much bigger than just, let's just take care of that low back pain, you know, makes you better mother, better wife. You know, it's just everything. It just snowballs in this effect. When you feel better, when your body's functioning better Mm -hmm. um, and starting with that really crucial time of pregnancy, for me, that's where I feel the most rewarded and where I'm making the biggest impact so the more I practice, the more I realize why I do it and want to do it. So it's, yeah. it's good. No, that's awesome. And I can 100% agree. Like if you're in pain, yeah, sure. Like it might fix it a little bit, but as a mom in pain, like right, you don't want to do anything. You don't want to <laughs> take care of your children and you're taking it out on your children or your husband or whoever's right. around you, your partner. And it just, yeah. So I... 100% get what you're saying. And it's wonderful that you're doing what you're doing because our population needs it. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm really excited to collaborate with a lot of other like birth professionals and people who work in this mom community, mm-hmm. this parenting community, you know, to help reach them and give them these resources that most people don't even know exist, like, exactly. or that they can't do it. I've definitely taken care of, you know, second time, third time pregnancy moms, Mm-hmm. And they're just like, I had no idea I could even get adjusted. When I had this symptom or this symptom, my OB, my whoever told me that I just had to deal with it, that it's just part of pregnancy. I just like, you know, facepalm <laughs> every time. Like, yeah. no, it's so frustrating to hear. Like you dealt with that your whole pregnancy and then you probably didn't lead to a fantastic birth experience. Right. And it obviously yeah. just snowballs right. and it just frustrates me when they're like, oh, yeah. like they told me not to seek out this stuff. And I'm like, oh, right. Because they're <laughs> kind of being set up for failure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's unfortunate. Well, it's so nice that you and also the other providers that are involved in the North ETX Birth Collective are willing to work on this and hopefully create some change in the area. And starting with yeah. maybe this virtual event that's coming up, do you have an idea of what you'll be presenting for the event? Well, I want to keep it fairly basic. I'm just going to be talking about setting yourself up for a good pregnancy and birth, like empowering yourself to have that great birth experience through chiropractic care Mm -hmm. Um, and explaining why chiropractic care is important, you know, and and what 
things we look at with chiropractic care like and what to expect essentially because a lot of people I think are afraid to go to the chiropractor like I've definitely heard that before they're like oh like isn't that dangerous for the baby or isn't that dangerous <laughs> for me and I'm like quite the opposite but I yeah. can kind of understand if you don't know anything about chiropractic care except for like rack and crack them like obviously right. like that sounds like not a great idea when you're pregnant sure so to just kind of explain like what the goal of chiropractic care is how we adjust and mm-hmm. um there's a specific technique with adjusting pregnant people it's called the webster technique yep and so i'll you know explain that a little bit and just break it down as simple as possible so people really understand what it would be like to go to the chiropractor when you're pregnant and why everybody should go to the chiropractor when they're pregnant yep so yeah along those lines i don't have it completely written up but i've given sure. lots and lots of talks on it before so oh yeah just, just to make sure that's simple because if i get too sciencey then people will glaze over <laughs> <laughs> precisely I am 100% a believer in the Webster technique because this is my third pregnancy personally. And this baby has been transverse for a while. And then I went to the chiropractor and two days later, she was head down. So, yay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It, yeah. It's awesome. It's like the best news ever is like yeah. when I get the text, like, oh, they're head down. I'm like, yes. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I was like, I don't even think it took two days. Like I, afterwards I was like, oh my goodness, I am just walking better. I felt like a new woman. So yes, I 100% feel like chiropractic care is so important throughout your whole life, but specifically during pregnancy. Definitely during pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I am team Stephanie and team homebody chiropractic. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. All right. What's your favorite part of being a mom? Oh man. Well, motherhood for me has been different because I am a stepmom and a foster mom. So it it was kind of like being thrown right in. I have lots of nieces and nephews, like I said. Like I was at one of my sister's births. I was her doula. Nice. And I felt like I know kids. I know how to raise kids. Like I've been around them for the past, you know, 16 years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I have a five and an eight year old was how old my step kids were when I met them. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. What if I screw up these kids? You know, there's some responsibility on me now. I just want to be a good example for them as like a woman, as just as a person, like I want to show them what opportunities are out there for them and just raise them to be good human beings. And when you see them, like kind of start to mimic you like that's like the coolest thing ever it's like oh man that's like the most flattering thing ever and it's really cool like even like with my stepdaughter her name is Georgia and she's awesome but she had to do a paper at school about like a career you know and she didn't like go to her dad or her mom she came to me and was like can you tell me more about chiropractic care like and she like went to my website and like used information for that and what's really cool is so we've been fostering our niece for the last like four months. Cool. And it's been an awesome experience. She's 15. So we really got thrown into it. I still feel like a teenager myself. I mean, I'm like, am I qualified to like help raise this child? (laughs) Am I mature enough to do this? (laughs) We wanted to show her that she can do anything and that, you know, the world is full of opportunity, which is completely opposite of how she was raised so far, you know, and she, the same thing. Like, I don't know, I guess like I'm hoping that like the passion that I have for what I do is like rubbing off on them because she also gave a speech on chiropractic care at school nice. as All a right. career for a woman. And you know, it's just really cool what I share, what, what we share with her and to see their wheels turning and mm-hmm. start to like 
have faith in themselves and you know it's like yeah I have a part in raising this human being and hopefully they'll do big things yeah so I guess just kind of seeing them grow and mature and make these decisions and mimic me I don't know if that's another like selfish thing but it's really cool no it is it's like you are you're being that role model and you hope that they they look at you and learn and and do things that you're doing. So obviously if they're interested in the same things that you are, it's like, okay, yes. One little win, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. So thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today about your business and why you're so passionate about helping moms, not only moms, but families, it sounds like too, which is even better. And what's one thing that you do for yourself to keep sane? Oh gosh so many things. Sometimes I question my sanity, but um, working out is always a big thing. I go to burn boot camp in Round Rock and that has been a godsend. Mostly it's all women working out and very uplifting. And you go there and you're like, I don't have to look good or worry about anybody like checking me out. You know, working out is, has been great. Um, and that environment in a very uplifting environment has been very important for me. And then if I'm not working out, just taking the time to rest, like that's a big one that I have to just like tell myself, just sit down and rest and yeah. like put on a movie or something to just stop my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's like the complete opposite. So two things, either working out or doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep me safe. But they still allow time to unwind. Like, yeah. In very different ways, but yeah. Yes. Where can people find you, Stephanie, if they'd like to connect with you? I'm on social media, Dr. Stephanie Gessner, G-E-S-S-N-E-R, on Facebook and Instagram. Actually, it's at Dr. Steph Gessner. And then they can go to my website as well, which is www.homebodychiro.com. And all of my social media handles and my phone number is on there. And what I like to tell people is text me. It's really easy that way. Like I will get back as fast as I can with texts. I don't always answer my phone and emails. I check a couple times a day, but it's still not the fastest way to get a hold of me. But if someone texts me, I am usually very prompt. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Cause usually like during the week I'm, I'm in the car driving or I'm with a patient. So yeah, I really answer my phone, but if I see a text, I can respond real quick. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. And I really look forward to seeing your presentation on January 30th at the North ATX Virtual Conference. Yes, I'm excited too. Thank you for having me. Sure. Now I have Naomi. She's a registered nurse, lactation consultant, owner, and founder of Milk Diva. Welcome to Otterly Mama, Naomi. Thanks, Emily, so much for having me. I appreciate it. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, for sure. I'm um, originally from New York, and I've been in Austin now for almost 15 years. And I'm married, and I have a 12-year-old and 15-year-old boys. Being a nurse is a second career for me, so not everyone knows this, but I may have been on the wrong side of medicine for a little bit. I was a pharmaceutical sales rep in my early 20s. Yeah, and I lived in California in a retirement community, which was really lucrative for my work. Basically doing that job, and I was like a Barbie, like a walking, talking brown Barbie. Like Mm -hmm. my work wasn't really making any long-term impact on anyone's life. So I just didn't feel like I could do that forever. Yeah. I had my first 
child while I was in that position. And thankfully it paid really well. And I had really good insurance. I was able to stay home for a while with him and just save up my bonuses and then quit my job and just stay home with my kids and live off the bonuses for a little while. And then I had a hard time being a stay-at-home mom. Like I was like, this is hard. I'm used to working. Yeah. I need to get out of this house. Mm-hmm. So then I decided to be a nurse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been a nurse for almost eight years and I cool. started here in Austin and as a second career. And I went to work at a teaching hospital here in Austin and I've had a great experience. I've worked in basically all except for two hospitals here in Austin because there's only two main systems. So I float like within all of the hospitals, but it's still one company. Cool. And it's been kind of my jam. That's what I've been doing, labor and delivery for the last eight years and lactation for the last two years. Nice. That's the beauty of nursing though, is that you can do anything. Yeah, you can switch it up. I think most labor and delivery nurses are like, I'm never going to do lactation. It's not like a natural thing because labor and delivery is a lot more fast paced and lactation is a lot slower. So I would have never predicted that I was going to be doing lactation ever, 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 ever. And now I love it. Yeah, that's great. And what led you to start Milk Diva? I would actually say, I feel like it's kind of a God thing because it wasn't on my radar at all. I had the opportunity to work in this small, tiny hospital and that's where I learned postpartum nursing. We had a staff of three people per oh, wow. shift and you're ill. And that's where I had my first experience doing lactation. Yeah. So I didn't love it. And then you fast forward a couple of years and I was in a different hospital doing high risk antepartum and postpartum. Mm-hmm. And I had a postpartum patient, a hard time breastfeeding all night long. And I came in and I helped her and she like her eyeballs just lit up and she was like oh my gosh this is the first time anyone's been able to get my baby to latch and this feeling is amazing and you taught me so much and she just kind of kept on and on that was my first experience being able to just focus on lactation with her and not be doing 10 other things yeah at the end of the shift her mom came up to me and it was the charged nurse of labor and delivery who's been there forever like Mm -hmm. she was telling me what an impact I made on her daughter's life. I had no idea it was the charge nurse's daughter, though. Oh, like, no wow. one told me that. Yeah. <laughs> and so at that point, I felt like, you know what? I think this might be something I'm doing full time. Yeah. It really fed my soul. And like, because I had a terrible lactation experience. And if I could make someone feel comfortable sure. and make a difference in a more long-term setting, because in labor and delivery, while you might be a great labor and delivery nurse, people go home Yeah. And then what? Like you're left to yourself to figure things out. So Mm -hmm. it had a lot to do with like that one experience from that patient. She's like, you should do this for a living. And I was like, wow, maybe you have something there. And then reflecting on my experiences of how lackluster it was and how I didn't really see any lactation consultants that looked like me. And like it was very like one way, like you must exclusively breastfeed and never use a pacifier. If not, you are going to ruin your baby. And so I just wanted women to have a little broader care, if you will, than just one prescription for lactation. Mm -hmm. That patient was in September and then I started my business in June. Yeah. And it sounds like your business is growing pretty rapidly too. It sounds like there's a real need in the area. There is a real need for in-home lactation consultants. I think like who doesn't benefit from a lactation consultant. And I think 
more and more, if we can get insurances to pay for visits, right. then women, of course, want that service. But yeah. I think the cost factor sometimes can be the problem. So more and more insurances are starting to cover. And so I think there's more and more of a demand for lactation yeah. consultants. Mm-hmm. So that's my entry to Milk Diva. And I don't know, the name just came to me. Yeah. I like lipsticks and I totally do my lashes and I wear earrings and color my hair. And I'm that girl who was like, can I get Botox now? I just had a baby. Like, <laughs> I'm that girl. I don't care. Hey, you're proud of it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. As long as you own it and you love it, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yes, total diva. So a very fitting name, Milk Diva. I don't um, want anyone to be surprised when I show up at their house and I'm like a little extra. <laughs> yes, definitely. It's uh, very straightforward and tells it like it is. So very New York. <laughs> yes, very New York. Very good. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but why are you so passionate about helping mothers and babies? Yeah, we did touch on it a little bit. I think the big reason is just because of how many people have told me, oh, I didn't know yeah. that I was supposed to do this, or I didn't know. Like the big one is using a bottle. Like mm-hmm. I would say 99% of the population does not know how to properly bottle feed. But what they do know mm-hmm. is that a bottle will ruin breastfeeding. And so that's a little bit of an incorrect statement. Sure. Um, so there's a huge knowledge gap. Mm-hmm. And I hate to be told what to do. Like don't yeah. give a bottle and don't give a pasty. And yeah. that doesn't work for me. But if you can take the time and explain why like the physiology or like just any kind of logic as to why right I'm much like I'm so I'll get on board and I'll like follow your plan and do all the things so I really feel like in healthcare in general there's a big gap Mm -hmm. in education and like the actual end result and I think we get better end results if you educate the patient but also Mm -hmm. use normal language like all of those things that I saw had to do also with my environment. My grandmother didn't speak English yeah. when I was growing up and I lived with her. So I used to go to all her doctor's appointments and she right. would like say yes and nod and it's fine and smile. And she had yeah. no idea what the hell they just said. Right. And I see that very often. And I want to like sit down, come right beside you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm on your level and let's talk in a manner that makes sense to you. Yeah. Pose this like hierarchy kind of care. Yeah. And there there is, there's a huge gap between what patients know and what we are teaching them. So a lot of times it falls on nurses and lactation consultants, but sometimes nurses aren't as patient to explain everything that's, that is the jargon that we use so often that doctors use and medical professionals use. So you have to think about it. The patient has been with their OB for nine months. Right. So I kind of feel like if you've been with your provider for nine months, there's room for maybe some growth in that regard, even though OBs are very busy and their reimbursement isn't always awesome. Well, like I had a patient yesterday who was like, my milk supply is low. And I was like, damn, I was just here last week and your baby was drowning. And then she told me she got this birth control. Your doctor didn't tell you that this might tank your milk supply. And it was like, but I'm like, okay, my job is just to help educate and equip people to make their own informed decision. But I'm just one person. Right. One person that's growing our business and hopefully will reach way more people. So hopefully I got to make sure I 
keep my kids in line too at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) That is the the mom life, isn't it? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) They're really awesome kids. When they get married, their wife's going to be very surprised how much they know. (laughs) That's awesome. They're (laughs) well-rounded. They're going to be well-rounded, yes. (laughs) And just to keep on that topic of education, what will you be presenting during the pregnancy and the shit they don't tell us? Basically, I'm going to do a talk a short talk on like secrets from a labor and delivery nurse and lactation consultant. So all the things you need to do to survive your (laughs) postpartum period in the hospital, because depending which hospital system you deliver at, Mm -hmm. you're strongly encouraged to be supplemented with formula. Yep. And so coach them through how to navigate through that in a tactful way Mm -hmm. and tell them all the things to request just home with them yeah uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. like hot packs cold packs hydrogels right. um yeah um, like, all the so things that I they don't them. know that they have available to them that is part of what yeah, they're yeah, already yeah. paying for so get it <laughs> yes anyway so I go through like this list of things to survive like your postpartum period and not freak out if to supplement your baby but how to supplement them in a manner that doesn't interfere with breastfeeding yeah and then like in the immediate post-delivery explain to them what they should expect and I just chat with them about the things like to do to help with the initial latch and what to expect and what not to expect like maybe a labor nurse may not be yeah available to help so like hand expressing and how to like salvage that time if you don't have help latching your baby so I'm gonna basically kind of just pull back the curtain and talk about some of the things behind the scenes that you may not know to ask for or sure. some of the things you may not even know may happen. Right. And it'll be fun. Cool. Well, I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. This next question I'd like to ask all my interviewees. What's your favorite part of being a mother? Um, I'd say my favorite part of being a mother is how much that my kids teach me about myself yeah. There's certain things I could never learn without seeing it in them. Yeah. Because my kids are bigger, like they're 12 and 15. Mm-hmm. They say some very profound things, like really insightful things. And I vividly remember my older son, he's 15. He's like an old soul. Yeah. And I vividly remember he was upstairs and I was downstairs and I was just yelling so he can hear me. But yeah. he thought I was yelling out of anger. Mm-hmm. And he said something like a five years old, like, mom, you're t- on my self-control, but you need to work on your self-control. Oh. And I was like, I know I'm not yelling but he's right I do have to practice what I preach and those are things I've never received from my husband or my mom or friend like it's because he said it I'm like okay fine just like me so I'm gonna take that and internalize it and work on it yeah so I think you know that's really been something very unexpected I didn't expect that when I had kids that my kid was gonna be my teacher right and then um my 12-year-old, he is just very, very, very loving, but he also has all of a sudden out of nowhere, like he did this this week. We're talking about nothing like related to this topic. Like we're just in the car talking about 10 different things at one time. No one's listening to each other. And he stops and he says, dad, let me see your phone. I need to look up a scripture. And I was <laughs> like, what are you for real? And then he's like, yeah, it's in Mark somewhere. And so he takes his phone and like he pulls up the scripture and he like reads the whole thing. (laughs) And then he starts telling us about where he has fallen short in that area of 
you know, the, and I was not expecting that. Yeah. And then he closed it and he handed it back to dad. And then we like started talking about something else. And so I don't know, those things happen, you know, a couple times a year with him. Yeah. But they also really strike my heart because I do all the things really fast and I don't stop and pause and reflect. And so the, the kids enforce me to pause and reflect. No, that's cool. It's something that you, you never would have thought before that your kids would be teaching you, but they are. So that's awesome. Yeah, the older, the older they get, it seems like the more it happens as well. Yeah, it's pretty intense, but they're very respectful about it. Yeah. It's just something I didn't expect. Like I was like, wow, this is crazy. I don't need a therapist. I have my kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And lastly, what's one thing that you like to do for yourself that keeps you sane? I don't get to do this often, but I love music. So like in a perfect world, I would salsa dance, you know, once a week, but that doesn't happen. So my center up is I have a Peloton and I get on Peloton and they have mm-hmm. awesome classes. Exercise yeah. is real helpful for me to keep my endorphins or whatever the proper brain chemistry up. Yeah. Um, but I just love music. So I yeah. can do anything to some really good East Coast hip hop. Cool. Nice. Awesome. Good to know. Yeah. You'd get along well with my husband. <laughs> yeah, that's my jam. That's my jam. I mean, not all of it is appropriate for family life, but that's why I have earbuds. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And now, yeah. where, where can people find you if they'd like to connect with you? Great question. You can always go to MilkDiva.com and there are all the social links right there. And I'm on Facebook at MilkDiva. And you can always maybe be my patient in the hospital. There you go. <laughs> delivering a baby. <laughs> There you go. You never know. You might have Naomi as your nurse. Your yeah, LG you nurse. never know. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. And I really look forward to seeing your presentation in January. Thank you for sharing all about your passion for helping moms and also your journey with Milk Diva and why you want to serve women and their babies. And it's just awesome. Like every time I interview someone new, I just get this like burst of energy because it's so great hearing people talking about what they're passionate about. Emily, I really appreciate you like bringing this subject up and like sharing and spotlighting different people who are in the industry to help other moms know that that was something that I knew when I was having my kids. So I just appreciate your heart and your hard work. And like I said, I'm pretty sure you'll be a celebrity soon. Don't forget us little people because your podcast is amazing. Thank you so much. Yes. Rock on. I appreciate you. Thank you. You may be seeing Stephanie and Naomi in your own home, but you definitely won't be seeing Naomi on an adult floor, especially ones with males. I did not like any of the other rotations, so I give you credit for doing telly. (laughs) I have been floated there, and I'm like, what is that? An old man. He's sick, and he has a penis, and what do I do with that? And I'm not sure. (laughs) So that sums up the North ETX Birth Collective miniseries of birth professionals. And so next week we will start off with some birth stories. My little one is due January 25th, a few short days away. We'll see if she comes sooner or later, hopefully sooner rather than later. My body is tired and ready, but now it's just a waiting game. So kicking off next week, I am interviewing my husband, Johan, and he's going to tell us about his perspective of the uh, births of our first two. So we'll see how that goes. As always, thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, share with a friend or subscribe. Thanks. See you next week.